Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? Monday, October 12th, Straight Fire. Folks, I got to just start here. Sunday was one of the all-time great sports days of the last six months. And I got to keep it real with you. Like, listen, it's been a bleak run uh, for sports this year. And Sunday was just incredible. I mean, you had an unbelievable NFL day with great games. Uh, Russell Wilson capping the night going 95 yards in two minutes to win the game. And, you know, my fantasy teams, uh, both 2-0. and I was on fire in the gambling contest, the $1.4 million contest. Your boy went 4-1. and little bounce in my step. And um, NBA Finals, Game 6, Lakers. Win by 70 million. And I guess we got to start there. Um, and, and and before we start there, I know some people are going to groan and say, oh, come on, get to the NFL. I talked with the big boss who runs the podcast network on Friday. You know, they're glowing reviews for Straight Fire and how we're ahead of schedule and we've got these new ads coming in. And they're all geeked. And they gave me some interesting numbers. And I want to start here. Obviously, 
the podcast, 90% of the audience is in America. 3% in Canada, 2% in Australia, down under 1% in the United Kingdom, and and on and on. But obviously, 90% in the U.S. is good. Now, the state-by-state background is interesting, and this leads me to why we are going to open with the Lakers today, okay? Largest audience for this podcast after two months, California, 15%. Now, that could be because I live out here. Could be because iHeartRadio is stationed out here. 15% of the audience in California, 8% in Texas. We will get to Dak Prescott shortly. Florida, 5%. Shout out to all my family in Florida who listens and texts me every day about the podcast. Thank you. 5% in New York, 4% in Ohio, 3% in Pennsylvania, Illinois, Georgia, North Carolina, Washington, Arizona, Virginia, and Michigan. Uh, I'm not going to go through every state, but those are just, I I find those numbers interesting. I don't know uh, if you guys care about that stuff, but I thought I'd toss it out before we get to the Lakers' bloodbath victory in Game 6. We didn't get to talk about Game 5 and the heroic effort from the Heat. Just a marvelous performance to extend the series, but it was pretty clear heading into Game 6, they had nothing left in the tank. And you could see that in the first quarter. Uh, Caruso starts for Howard, Lakers jump all over them, and... You know, keeping it real with you guys, by the second quarter, I was like, okay, this is not that good of a game. And I was watching the um, the NFL endings. And, you know, uh, if you guys follow me on IG, you know we were in San Diego for the weekend. I came back early to watch NFL. Like, my family's coming back. I said, I'll go get the food to pick it up. I paused the game. Like, there was no urgency. The Lakers were up by a million. Came back, fast-forwarded through the commercials. And there's really no story here. The Lakers win the championship. I consider it the toughest championship of my time as a fan. Um, you know, you put people in a bubble in Orlando for three months, and it's you know it's as much of a mental challenge as it is a physical one. And I don't want to hear the, they had four months off, Jason. It was a global pandemic. It's not like they had four months off to jet set and do whatever they want like a normal offseason. A lot of these guys were cooped up in their house. Some of these guys didn't have access to a gym. I forget who the player was. Uh, it might have been Chris Middleton of the Bucks. He said he didn't touch a basketball for two months, the longest stretch of his career. So, you know, no home court advantage, which would have been advantageous to the Lakers, obviously, um, against the Heat. But they didn't need it. And LeBron comes through, wins the finals MVP. I did notice the vote was 11 nothing. LeBron over Anthony Davis. Um, I, you can't really argue that. LeBron was brilliant. In Game 5, in defeat, he had 40. And then in Game 6, he had the trip dub 28, 14, and 10. Uh, Anthony Davis was awesome as well, but I don't think even Anthony Davis would argue he deserved MVP of the Finals. Now, the guy I want to quickly shout out to before we get to the whole LeBron Jordan nonsense is KCP. And KCP was a whipping boy for Lakers fans for much of the season. Anytime anything would go wrong, Blame it on KCP. They didn't like him last year. The whole ankle bracelet stuff with the, uh, I think it was a DUI. And, you know, KCP did not have a lot of fans in LA. They wanted him out of town. And KCP in game six from the jump was balling. I mean, he had 17 points. Um, Essentially, KCP and Rajon Rondo. Rondo had 19 in the clincher. They didn't show up in game five or the series would have been over Friday night. Rondo and KCP were duds. Danny Green, of course. 
I'm not going to kick the guy while he's down. Danny Green had a rough game five, missed the wide open three. The death threats a little bit much. Hopefully nobody from our audience was that stupid. Um, Danny Green had 11 in game six, uh, three threes, which is always nice to see, go out on top. And I, I don't really know what more you can say about the series. It's over the Lakers' world. The two prevailing storylines that I know Rob G. and I are going to want to dive deep into, um, LeBron versus Jordan, and then can the Lakers run this back next year? And, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's it's way too early to get that into Lake, can the Lakers repeat. I will just say, if they can have playoff Rondo again, okay, if uh, LeBron is able to do what he did at 35 at 36, if Andy Davis is healthy, they're going to be right there. They are. like they, they, There's too much talent on this team. There's too much depth on this roster. They literally needed every role player to stink in Game 5 to lose. I mean, I don't know what happens with Kuzma. Um, that will kind of be an interesting one. I, I, I just... I don't think there's any reason to say the Lakers should not be obvious finals contenders next year. Now, everybody's touting them as the favorites. I think that's a little bit much. We have to remember LeBron's going to be 36 years old. The Lakers can't do much to change their roster. My guy Jared Dudley is a free agent. Dwight Howard, free agent. Markeith Morris, free agent. But other than that, I mean, they're pretty much locked in. Maybe Talon Horton Tucker emerges as a bench threat, but... It's it's way too early. I don't know what the movement is going to be like in the offseason. Remember, this offseason is, is maybe going to last three months. Usually it's four or five, but they're talking about the season starting MLK weekend in January, and that's uh, three months from now. So I, I, like, I don't know what the offseason will mean. Like, is LeBron going to have to load manage next year? You're probably right. He's going to have to do it. He's going to be 36 here in two months. Um, so I, I would say the Lakers are certainly one of the favorites, but we don't know where the games are going to be played next year. You know, are they going to do regional bubbles? Are they doing home games? Are there going to be fans? Way too many questions for me to dive deep. Sorry, Rob G. I'm not committed to diving into that, but he asked me a good question. Are the Miami Heat set up to really be a, a, a threat in the East going forward? And I looked at their salary cap situation and it's pretty, pretty gorgeous. Goran Dragic, free agent to be. Solomon Hill, 13 mil coming off the books. Myers Leonard, 11 million coming off the books. Jay Crowder, 7 million coming off the books. Problem is, there's really no great free agents out there. If Gordon Hayward decides he wants to opt out, he could end up going to Miami. Remember, he was close to going to Miami last time he was a free agent. They were in the mix. Um, So you basically got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. I do think this team needs to bring back Goran. Because Dragic played his best basketball maybe of his career uh, in the bubble. He was phenomenal until the injury. And um, it's just such a tough offseason, Rob G. I I can't make any sweeping conclusions about what free agents are going to the Miami Heat. I mean, we could talk about Giannis all we want. But, I mean, Rob G., are you confident that the Heat are going to be able to improve their roster in the offseason? I don't know if that's possible. I'll be honest, I'm more confident in the Heat next season than I am the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. What? I think that is a powder keg waiting to erupt. I think Kyrie Irving is a 
a basketball cancer. I don't think he's an, a guy who's, who's good for your locker room. And I think with him and Kevin Durant kind of leading the show, Steve Nash is along for the ride. I, I, I trust they may have a Clippers-esque situation where chemistry is bad and they kind of flame out mm. earlier than expected. And yeah. Miami's a, a tough team, man. They're, they showed more heart in two games, I mean, last night notwithstanding, than I saw from all of Houston from the Clippers, <laughs> you know, they were right there with Denver. They just, uh, as they they play as a unit better, I think, better than Denver did. Denver was over-reliant on two guys. But I was surprised. I'm looking here at the uh, William, he- William Hill Sportsbook. That's, I think it's Caesars who, who does William Hill. Lakers are the favorite, which I think is usually what happens when you're a defending champion, usually the favorite. Clippers, Bucks, Warriors, Nets, Celtic, Heat. In what world are the reigning Eastern Conference champions with that young roster that they have the fourth favorite in the Eastern Conference? Well, because I think, Rob G., during the regular season, uh, what is that, like it was like 55, 60 games? They were good, but they weren't considered like, okay, these guys could win the championship. They played out of their minds in the bubble. What if they were built for the bubble and... That was just a unique situation, and they excelled. Can they do that for a full season? I, I don't know. I mean, th- listen, it, we'll, we got to see about Kevin Durant coming back from the injury. I, I, I have no clue what he's going to be like. But a team like the Toronto Raptors, they're built for the regular season, right? They were great during the second seed in the East. Then it gets to the bubble playoffs, and, you know, they kind of fell apart there against Boston. I, I mean, I, I think Boston's better than Miami heading into next season. I would take them. Um, but they don't match up well with—, with- they, 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 this Miami. is true. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, that's the the problem with Giannis and the Bucks. I think that the, the they to me were the most impressive team all regular season. If you want to play a regular season game, I, even more than the Lakers, I thought that Milwaukee looked awesome. They looked like they had that. And ed- that's that them yeah. losing last year was the edge they needed this year to kind of make some hay. But when you get that, to the playoffs and it's all about yeah, matchups, and they just faded. But don't you think part of that is no home court advantage because they were unbelievable at home. No, because in the playoffs, it's it's all it's it's a chess match. It's it's you know exactly what I'm gonna do. I know what you're gonna do. Who can execute the best? And Eric Spolster is a damn good coach. Jimmy Butler is a tougher star than I think we gave him credit for coming into the bubble. And their young guys just don't give a shit. Like they'll they they're not afraid of anybody. So 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 are you basically saying the East is stronger now than the West? The Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat. I don't know what we want to make of the Nets. We'll see with Kevin Durant. And then what about the Sixers? Doc Rivers, Embiid, oh, <laughs> Simmons. Okay. No, you can, you can dismiss the, the Sixers. Come on. No. But Trey Young and the Hawks? No. No. In the West, like, like what are we supposed to do with Denver? Um, you know, I mean, Denver went to the Western Conference Finals. Was that just a bubble show that they put on? Or is that going to be, is there going to be carryover? It depends on what kind of chemistry the Clippers are able to develop in the offseason, if at all. Because that's if I whatever I said about Brooklyn being a powder K. Imagine the Clippers; they have their yeah. two big guns are both impending free agents, and they have no assets to make their team any better. Dallas Mavericks and Luca. Dallas is really Portland good too. and Dame and CJ. Like I mean, the NBA is so loaded. Uh, we'll we'll have to see what the ratings come out as, and maybe we'll touch on that Tuesday. But um, I guess quickly we should touch on Jordan and Michael before we move on uh, to the NFL. I don't know, man. I. LeBron now has three championships with three different franchises, four championships total. 
And, and I talked about this last week, like wherever he goes, he takes them from the outhouse to the penthouse in like no time flat. We said for, what, seven, eight years, LeBron dominating the East. Well, it's the East. The East stinks. There's nobody there. What are you talking about? He couldn't go to the West and do it. He couldn't. West is loaded. LeBron goes to the West. In his first full season healthy, he wins a championship. And he was the number one seed. Like, why are we even doubting him? I saw a great tweet, Rob G. Someone said, hating LeBron is a mental illness. And I know that's going to anger some people who are listening to this. But the, the hate that he inspires from people is still mind-boggling to me. And I did get some good DMs about this so, uh, on Instagram. I think I posted one or two of them. And I get it. Like, if it's a social issue, fine. Just say that. I hate that he's a Democrat. I, I don't care. I hate that he campaigned for Hillary Clinton or he's helping Joe Biden. That's fine. Just say that. But as a basketball player, I mean, his accomplishments are unsurpassed. Everywhere he goes, he's dominant. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've said all season, Rob G, if he wins the title in L.A., he's the GOAT. I now have LeBron one. LeBron 1A, Michael Jordan 1B. I had uh, it reversed for the longest time, and I made a video that did like, I think it was 1.3 million views. This is when I first got to Fox in 2016, that LeBron is about to catch Jordan. He's creeping in, creeping in. And all these people were so angry. I was like, listen, it's close. It's closer than you guys think. And all the stats say LeBron now. He's, I mean, the guy's played for, what, 17 seasons. I, I, this is not, it's not knocking Michael Jordan. I mean, I could go into the expansion era stuff. Uh, we, we could talk about how Michael really blew up when Larry Bird got old and retired and Magic retired with HIV and Isaiah Thomas got hurt. I mean, do we do we go and need to go into that? Like, the super team era right now is so much stronger than the 90s ever was. I mean, the 90s was a joke. It was, a, it was really a joke. Look at it. Who did Michael Jordan go through in the 90s? A bunch of tomato cans. Sorry, Charles Barkley on what, his second or third team? Uh, some Seattle Seahawks who never sniffed the finals Sonics. again. See, uh, what I say? Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Seattle Sonics. Uh, Kemp, Kemp and Peyton win 64 games and they're good. Get out of here. Come on. He beat a lot of okay teams. Those Utah Jazz were fossils. Come on. Jeff Hornacek. Jeff Hornacek was your second best. Oh, sorry. Jeff Hornacek was your third best player. Okay. Now, come on. That's like saying Duncan Robinson uh, is the third best player in the Heat. They were an amazing team. I, well, first of all, Duncan was not their third best player. Maybe in like game five he was. But uh, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. Uh, for, I would, I, most people would argue Tyler Hero was better than Duncan Robinson until like two games in the finals. But anyways, I don't know, Rob G. You're, you're the hardcore Laker fan. You've been down the road. Um, you know, the final Kobe years were ugly. The post-Kobe years were really ugly. Um, and LeBron brought him, brought him back to the championships. And... and We've never seen anybody do this. I saw NBA history, and then other people are saying in sports history, nobody's ever done that. Right. Well, one thing I don't like about the, the Jordan-LeBron debate is there's a difference between who the best basketball player is and who the greatest basketball player is. And it's the same thing you see with Tom Brady in football. I don't know anybody, and I, and I know a lot of people in sports media and former players, who think that Tom Brady is the best quarterback they've ever seen. Nobody. It's, but you know what? He's got all these rings. He's got to be the GOAT. And that's, that's the way they break it down. If you just watch LeBron James play, it's hard to find a lot of guys who are better than him. And, and 
this is one thing. I know you're a big stats guy. Stat Muse put this graphic out that I think is going to anger a lot of uh, the 50 and over club. Oh, boy. Regular season, they put all their stats across the board. LeBron versus Jordan. LeBron hasn't beat everywhere except total steals and free throw percentage. <laughs> everywhere else, it's a bloodbath. Then you go into the playoffs. LeBron hasn't beat everywhere except free throw percentage. And then this is where it gets dicey. This is where all the Jordan fanboys come out. LeBron, more All-Stars, more All-NBA. Uh, less rings, though, is the, the thing, 6-4. to four. Doubled him up almost in finals. One behind him in MVP and two behind him in finals MVP. And that's where people say, well, he's 6-for-6 six six in the finals, so he, you know, he's the GOAT. He's the best ever. And it's just, it's not a... Eventually, I mean, I don't know if I'm with you that, that LeBron is the greatest player I've ever seen or because or, I think that Kobe was a more complete player. He just didn't have LeBron's sheer physical gifts. You know, I think that's... Wait, you think Kobe made players better the way LeBron does? No, I just think he was a more complete player. He had less holes in his game than LeBron James does. Hmm. Because, I mean, LeBron, LeBron, like Shaq, is just like he's such a freak physically that there's nothing you can do with him. I mean, if you go back to game five, my biggest issue with him was not that he passed the ball. It was that... When it could, those crunch time situations, you pull up from mid range because that's the shot they're giving you, and he doesn't trust his his jump shot. So with him, it's either bully ball or pass the ball. But that's besides the point because we're champions. I'm getting distracted. But LeBron James, when it's all said and done, and I think he's going to win at least one more championship. I got him repeating next year. I know you don't want to have the conversation, but I do. His numbers are going to be so overwhelming. His longevity is so incredible. You're going to have to play some real mental gymnastics or be over the age of 60 to tell yourself that Michael Jordan was easily better than LeBron James. Because he's going to wipe the floor with him across the board in every yeah. single major statistical category. And, and those are the people who also want to just say it's all about rings. That's all that matters. It's championships. And like that's the dumbest uh, weakest argument you can, if that's all you got for Jordan, just, you know, hang up. It's over. You lost. Like, I, I don't even think it's even close. If that's all you've got. Now, obviously we know Jordan was a killer and one of the greatest clutch time players of all time. I, I actually don't disagree with this, Rob G. I would rather have LeBron over Jordan for 47 minutes. And in the 48th, Michael Jordan's a guy. Right. And that's not a knock on LeBron. Michael Jordan is just better at creating his own shot. Now, could he do that in, in this era against much better athletes than they had in the 90s? Probably, but I don't know if it would be that easy. I mean, what LeBron would do in the 90s would be disgusting. I mean, who would guard him? Carl Malone, and like he would get roasted. Carl Malone, get no, out No, but that's, that's the comp. That's the only guy <laughs> yeah. who's physically like around his size. Did you see when Bay There was a moment in... I think it was the first half. Bam was guarding LeBron at the elbow. LeBron was just doing his jab step. And wait. and then LeBron just blew by him and got the layup. And Bam is a shot-blocking machine who's like a 6'10 uh, future Anthony Davis with his length and skill set. And LeBron just went right by him for the layup. It was like, wow, this guy's 35 and he's doing that? All right, we got to get to the NFL. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. 
So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we got to start in the NFL with Dak Prescott. Just a total bummer of an injury. You feel awful for Dak Prescott, okay? The guy busts up his ankle. Uh, According to some of the reports, he had surgery to fix a compound fracture and the dislocation of his right ankle. I got to say, I was watching this as it happened, and the camera goes to Dak's ankle, and it's like, uh, my first glance, I'm like, ooh, <gasps> oh my God. Like, it was, it took a second to register because he's like holding his leg up, and it's twisted, and it, and then I was like, oh my gosh. <gasps> and, and it hit, and I was just, I felt so bad. Because guys, you got to remember, 
The Cowboys offered Dak Prescott a five-year, $175 million contract in the offseason. And Dak's agent said, don't take it. He thought for some reason five for 175 was a slap in the face. So they couldn't come to a deal. Dak settles for the franchise tag, $31 million. And that's great for this year. But uh, a dislocation of the ankle and a compound fracture, he's done for the season. There is zero chance he's coming back in two months. It's not even advised for him to do that. But then what do you do in the offseason now? I mean, Dak leaves. They were 1-4. and four. He threw a pick six against the Giants. They were in a 17-3 hole. I'm not going to give Andy Dalton all the credit in the world. He did have a nice little comeback. Two field goals in the final two minutes. Cowboys beat the Giants. But I don't know if there's an argument to give Dak 40 mil coming off the injury. And I know that people... And I saw you guys coming at me in the Instagram DMs and on the tweets. Dude, you're a Dak hater. Blah, blah, blah. You didn't want to pay him. No, I was okay. Five for 175. That's a reasonable contract that allows you to build the defense and fortify the offensive line and do other things. It doesn't when you give him Pat Mahomes money or anywhere near that. And now Dak is in a brutal spot because what is Jerry Jones going to look heartless like an ogre and not offer him a big deal? But is it financially sound to give him a long-term contract coming off a dislocated, grotesque ankle? So now the Cowboys are really screwed. I tried to float the idea. Listen, Andy Dalton had a nice run in Cincy. Maybe Jerry Jones needs to make a trade. NFC East is a joke. Uh, Eagles lose again, thanks to the Steelers for connecting on my gambling winnings. Um, I think Dallas is probably going to still be able to win the division, but I don't know if Andy Dalton can pull that off. And you have no defense to speak of. I mean, the New York Giants, who were the dead last offense in the league, in the NFL, scored 34 points. Well, I guess they scored 27 points. Um, that The pick six. Like, if the Giants are moving the football on you with ease, you stink. And that defense is horrendous. I don't know, like, maybe you're able to win the division and get to the playoffs, but... Given the no home field advantage situation, I don't think you're winning a playoff game against anybody in the NFC. I mean, it's not like the defense is all of a sudden going to become awesome. Like, it's just, I mean, the Giants, 300 yards of offense, over 50% on third down. Um, I don't, this is, it's grim if you're Dallas. Uh, all right, let's move on to the other games. I got to give Russell Wilson, oh my gosh. Um, is there anything Russ Wilson can't do? So at halftime, they're down 13-0. And you're like, oh, maybe they are ready for the bye week. Maybe Seattle's not really locked in. Uh, It's starting to rain. And the Vikings then lose Dalvin Cook. I think it was late first half. And you're like, oh, geez, well, Seattle will come back. And, of course, what happens in the third quarter? Boom, boom, turnovers, touchdown. Seattle takes the lead. And you think they're going to fold like Kirk Cousins normally does in prime time. And... Kirk Cousins does not. Kirk Cousins comes back. Pretty amazing game. And then, of course, the the, the, the play everybody's going to be talking about today. Fourth and one from the from the Seattle six-yard line with a shade under two minutes left. And Zimmer went for it. And I think everybody would agree that's the okay call. Now, the interesting thing is the announcer Collinsworth brought this up. If there are 70,000 people in the stands, do they go for it on fourth and one? I don't think they do. I think you probably kick the field goal and you go up by eight. 
But it's fourth and one, nobody in the stands. You're not battling crowd noise. And you go for it, and Madison just picked the wrong hole to run through. He got stopped, and as soon as he got stopped, you knew, okay, Russ, he's going to cook, 95 yards, no problem. And then it's all of a sudden, it's fourth and 10. Great stat, by the way. Great stat from the game. Seattle, third down conversions for the game, 0 for 7. They did not convert a third down the entire game. That's crazy. But they were 2 two for 2 on fourth down. Russ to DK Metcalf down the sideline for like 40 on fourth down. And then the fourth down touchdown pass to Metcalf. I mean, Metcalf is, is crazy. Okay, this guy is so skilled and talented. If you remember at the draft, he was coming out of, I think it was uh, Mississippi. Yeah, he was coming out of Ole Miss. And he was shredded. I mean, the guy's so jacked. He's like 6'4", 225, rocked up. And they're like, oh, but he can't, he's dumb and he can't run routes. That was the big knock. The perceived knock was he, he's, he, he, he just, he's a straight line runner. That's it. And now here we are. He falls to the second round. DK Metcalf is torching everybody over the middle. Deep. Get it to him in space. He's going to make people miss. He's going to stiff arm you. Metcalf's a monster. Seattle with a lucky victory, and they move to 5-0. and They don't cover the spread, though. I, I, did, I should have taken the Vikings, but I didn't. Um, a quick word on my Jets. As we record this, the Jets have not fired Adam Gaze yet. Dan Quinn did get fired Sunday night by the Falcons. I, I don't see how you could have kept him after that loss to Carolina. Um, just unimpressive performance. From the Falcons, the interesting note, they fired the GM, Dimitrov, as well. Now, he's well-liked by the media. So when Dim- you, can, you can tell who's well-liked by the media is who gets a lot of coverage, which GMs. The guys that play nice with the, uh, you know, the, the big-time reporters, they get a lot of coverage. And Dimitrov, even though the Falcons roster is good, but like it's eh, he still was living off being friendly with reporters and going to the Super Bowl three years ago. And now you're looking at the Falcons and you're like, geez, these guys, oof, where are they going? Winless, coach and GM fired. I actually, I think this is a better job than Houston only because there is a little more talent on the roster than Houston. But I would still say the Jets, as soon as they fire Gaze, that becomes the most attractive job. And I can hear you snickering, ha ha, you're saying that because you're a Jets fan. No, because they're probably going to get the number one pick. They've got Seattle's uh, first and second round. I think it's first and second round picks in the Jamal Adams trade. They have a great cap situation. They don't have, they're not paying a quarterback a ton of money like Watson and like Matt Ryan. Um, Atlanta's also got to deal with Julio Jones aging. Uh, we don't know how he, how that's going to work out. And I just think when you look at the Jets situation in that division, yeah, Buffalo's pretty good, but we'll see. Patriots, eh, I don't know how long this cam thing will last. And the Dolphins stink, although they had a great win over San Fran. Um, so hopefully Gaze gets fired this week. Uh, just to point out, okay, the Jets could do nothing on offense. And this is what's telling and why I think Greg Williams probably gets fired too, the defensive coordinator. The defense quit. They couldn't pressure Kyler Murray. One quarterback hit, one sack, one tackle for loss. That's it. They, could, they couldn't win at the line of scrimmage against a Cardinals team that had just could get pushed around by the Lions. And then last week by Carolina. The Jets' defense felt like it quit. Now, big injury. This is for the gamblers out there. Chandler Jones, the best defensive lineman in Arizona, biceps injury, out for the season. That's a big loss. And Arizona has, I was looking at the schedule, Arizona has a big one next week. Um, 
uh, let me look at the schedule. Arizona plays. Oh, they play Dallas on Monday Night Football. Uh, big, big game. Uh, we'll be talking about that one later in the week. Um, I don't want to go too much into Washington. I whiffed badly on Washington. Um, we'll talk about that in the best bet later. But just a quick note: Washington had 108 yards of total offense. That's all I'm going to say. The Rams three and zero against the NFC East. Um, Okay, quickly, on the Browns-Colts, and this will lead into, uh, an. Er- I'm going to give you two games super early that I'm going to look at. Um, one of them I already bet. Browns beat the Colts in what was a pretty good game. People are going to say Phillip Rivers is washed. They need to trade for Sam Darnold. Rivers wasn't really the problem. He did have a safety. Uh, he did have a terrible pick six, and he had another interception. The problem is they don't have anybody dynamic on the outside. T.Y. Hilton does not look like the T.Y. Hilton from three years ago. Uh, Campbell's out. And uh, the other guy they got, I'm spacing on his name in the draft, Pittman, he's hurt. So they have nobody. All you got to do is hug up on the tight ends and the running backs, and they can't do anything. So Rivers is really limited with that offense. The defense is pretty good. Baker Mayfield, not a good performance. I uh, In the second half, I was worried he was going to blow the cover. The look-ahead line on Brown-Steelers next week, which is now a huge game. Steelers 4-0, Browns 4-1 for the first time since 1994. The look-ahead was Steelers by four. I think the Steelers are definitely the side this week, like 100,000%. If you remember the last meeting, Miles Garrett, uh, maybe that wasn't the last meeting, I'll have to check that. But last year, Miles Garrett swung the helmet at the backup quarterback. Ben did not get to face the Browns last year. Um... That Cleveland secondary can be had. A lot of injuries. They lost a safety in the second half. They were so beat up. And Rivers couldn't take advantage because they can't beat you vertically. Pittsburgh can't. And I know people are going to look at that Eagles-Steelers game and say, well, the Eagles were in it. Okay. They had a 74-yard touchdown run by uh, Miles Sanders. Thank you to my fantasy team. Outside of that, I think they had 24 yards rushing. Last week, the Steelers gave up, or two weeks ago, the Steelers gave up something like 29 yards rushing. If the Browns can't run the football and the Steelers, who are going to be very amped for this game, obviously, huge rivalry, then I don't trust Baker Mayfield to win in the secondary against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's secondary did get beat up by that, how do you say his name, Flugam, Flem, whatever his name is, Fulham, Fulham, uh, for the Eagles. He had a monster day. He's your big fantasy pickup if... Nobody has Claypool, but hopefully you have Claypool. Um, I, I, I like the Steelers a lot there. The other game I've already circled, and I have bet it, um, it's the Detroit Lions. Yes, coming off the bye, they play the Jags. And I watched that Jags, um, it was Jags-Texans game very closely, okay? The Jags defense is beat to high hell. They are so injured right now. They had a safety ejected, and Houston rolled them. I mean... Deshaun Watson, 359 yards passing, two touchdowns. He had two dumb interceptions. Hopefully Stafford doesn't do that. What's even crazier is David Johnson was able to run the football, 96 rushing yards. Texans had eight and a, almost eight and a half yards per play. They moved the ball with ease against a Jacksonville defense that was down three starters, technically five when you would count the ejection and another starter who's on IR. The Jags defense can't stop a nosebleed right now, and I like the Lions. I I. I mean, I got the. I, I already bet it Sunday night. Um, I, the Jags are gonna have to find a new kicker. He stinks. Minshew is, you know, still cardiac Minshew. But um, Detroit coming off the bye, I, 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 
Jeez, they better show up. <laughs> That's all I'll say. All right. So a fun week five in the books. Rob G., did I miss any games that you think uh, were worthy of discussion? I mean, do we need to talk about Jimmy G getting kind of benched? Yeah, with the uh, excuse that, oh, his ankle wasn't 100%. Yeah, I'm sure if his they, if they were down 30 to 28 instead of 30 to 7 at halftime, his ankle would have been just fine. Dude, he so, had two picks, yeah, sacked he was terrible. three times. And I was facing him in fantasy. The guy got one point. It was, it was <laughs> I, lo- I mean, I don't know why you'd start Jimmy G coming off the injury. I guess you could argue the Miami Dolphins stink. But uh, that, that Dolphins team is, I don't, you never know who's going to show up for Miami. Dude, Fitzpatrick, I mean, he had a monster game. 350 yards passing, three touchdowns. Barely, I mean, 22 of 28. Harvard's finest. I saw you going after my guy, Mark Willard. So uh, how the 49ers looking, Mark? Listen, I-, I hate to break it to 49ers fans, and I-, I whiffed on them too. I thought they were going to the playoffs. They are not going to the playoffs. Their next five games, oh my gosh, next six games, versus the Rams, the Rams are good. At the Patriots, good luck. At Seattle, versus Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. At Drew Brees, at the Rams, then versus the Bills. That takes you into December. The the real pro- Rob G. I'm sure you saw this. They don't have any pressure on the defensive line because everybody's hurt, and it puts extra pressure on the defensive backs who are all hurt. So they're playing a total def- like JV unit, all backups, and they just got smoked. They can't stop anybody, and the offense looked really shot. I don't know, man. They're, they're trying to say this wasn't a benching of Jimmy G, but it definitely was a benching. Yeah, you definitely cannot scheme your way through. And then, well, they did it last season with Jimmy G. You can't do it again. I mean, well, yeah, the de- of, yeah. Remember the defense last year would get them great field position, right? Bosa, and then their yeah. running game was unreal, and it's like you can only get away with that for so long before the league catches up to you. And we've I seen should, that. We've yeah. seen that with uh, Kirk Cousins. We're seeing that a little bit with Lamar Jackson. We'll probably get into that maybe later this week or maybe next week. You know, he's definitely not having those running lanes that he had last season. So even Pat Mahomes, I mean, he's not. If you look at the last two seasons, he's nowhere near the 50-touchdown guy that we thought he was. And that leads right into where we're going to wrap up with your Raiders against the team I said a week ago today. Yeah, the Chiefs are good. I, I like him to go undefeated. I looked at the schedule. Yeah, didn't quite work out. Yeah, you got um, old takes exposed quickly. Yes. Yeah, they <laughs> popped the podcast, so we got some new listeners. Uh, listen, I got to say, shout out to Gruden and Carr. I mean, Carr was dealing. Jacobs is, was a warrior. I, I, Devontae Booker? Do I need to scoop him up in fantasy? Uh, he had a nice game, some big carries. You know what I thought the biggest thing was, Rob G? Well, two, bringing, getting Trent Brown back on the offensive line. He is a hulking man on the offensive line, just massive. Carr only sacked once, and they were able to run for 144 yards. And the other one was getting Henry Ruggs. I mean, Henry Ruggs is so fast. That you've got to respect the speed. He had a 72-yard touchdown. They only targeted him three times, but his mere presence opened up the middle of the field. Rob G, a couple times. Darren Waller, wide open over the middle. Like, the safeties had to play super deep for rugs. And, I mean, that just opened up the middle of the field. Waller had a field day. Richard out of the backfield. Somebody named Ingold, who I'd never heard of, had four targets. Like, I thought it was a good game plan from, from, uh, from the Raiders. They held the ball, I think, for like 38 minutes. Something obscene. Uh, sorry, 35 minutes. And if the Chiefs can't stop you, putting a lot of pressure on Mahomes, he threw his first pick of the season. Uh, big day for you, Rob G. Vegas Raiders win. 
and the Lakers win. And both my fantasy teams won. So I was 4-0 on the uh, on the day. It was it was a good Sunday for me. I, I just looking at the box score, the Kansas City Chiefs longest run a 10-yard Tyreek Hill run. That's it. One carry of 10 yards. That's suboptimal. Yeah, and, and I had just said on Twitter during the game, because the Raiders' defense was terrible. They were getting shredded in the first half. And I don't know what changed. and I don't know if they made some kind of schematic change. I have to go back and watch it again. But up until the final drive when they went to prevent and, and Kansas City scored to kind of make it closer because they were up by 16, Kansas City only had 25 yards in the second half. Wow. Up until that last drive. So, I mean, kudos to the the Raiders' defense finally showed up for once, and their offense is doing what they've kind of been doing all season. So I wasn't really shocked about that. But for their defense to tighten up like that, 3-2, and two, I did not expect them to be 3-2 and two at this point in the season with that schedule. So uh, shout-out to me and the, the Raiders. Shout-out to me. So now they've got um, – well, the schedule's not – I mean, they get the Bucks in two weeks. I guess they got a bye here. And then the Browns. So if they can get healthy – you know, that Browns game suddenly becomes massive because, um, you know, your Raiders are, they, they're going to be in the playoff mix in the AFC. Uh, right now, I guess you got to look at uh, Kansas City and Baltimore, clearly the cream of the crop. But I, I, I'm looking at this Pittsburgh team. Uh, you got to watch Buffalo. You do have an extra playoff team this year. I think the Browns are going to get in. Um, we'll see Tennessee or the Colts, one of those two. I don't think both get in. And well, then that's maybe the assuming Raiders. we're able to get all these games in. I mean, we'll get to this later in the week, but when one COVID outbreak leads to eight rescheduled games, I mean, uh, oh, that, you know, that's right. That's another topic. Rob, we'll, we'll get to that later this week, man. But okay, uh, it's looking yeah, I, I gotta be honest. for the NFL. I, I, I saw the NFL put out the schedule, and, and they're like, all these games are changing, and I'm like, why are you guys announcing that in the middle of a Sunday again? You think I have time to look at what's happening in Week Nine? <laughs> Let me focus on Week Five and Week Six. So. uh just an awesome Sunday in the league. NFL is amazing. Now, Rob G, I got to be honest. I, is the Tuesday game even happening at this juncture? At right now it is. But again, with the way things are going right now, it's a, uh, a high wire act to say the least in the NFL. Yeah. I, I think the move is to probably try to penalize them draft picks because don't penalize the fans. And, and canceling games or forfeiting means the players don't get paid. And why should you punish the team where they don't have any COVID tests any positives because the other team's screwing around. Like, I don't want money taken out of my pocket because those jagoffs are not following the rules and wearing a mask. That's not right. Well, we so may need to pe- follow that uh, Peter King outline that he said on the pod last week about adding just weeks at the end of the season and pushing the playoffs back. I don't think there's – it's not realistic at this point for them to expect every 16 – every team to play 16 games with the way these outbreaks are taken out. Uh, all right, don't depress me. All right, let, we got to stay positive. Uh, so a great Sunday in the books. And now let's get to the best bet. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, the best bet for Monday, October 12th. This one's easy, folks. It's obviously got to be the Chargers getting seven in New Orleans. Now, the issue is... This isn't the best number you could have got. If you were betting six days ago, you could have had Chargers plus nine. Four days ago, you could have had Chargers plus uh, eight. And then it was seven and a half. And now here, as we get close to the game, it's seven. So that means there's a lot of money coming in on the Chargers. I feel like it's the right side. The big news over the weekend, we didn't get into this in the podcast earlier, but Michael Thomas, the great Saints receiver, has been suspended for the game. Against the Chargers. Now, he was hurt and missed the Lions game, and he missed the Packers game. But he was healthy and ready to come back at practice over the weekend, according to Albert Breer. They were doing a red zone drill, and he got into an argument with a cornerback, Gardner Johnson. And like two plays later, Thomas was still hot and punched him in the helmet. 
I mean, that's as dumb as it gets. Like Thomas could have easily broken his hand or something. And the Saints said, all right, we're suspending you. You're healthy. You could have played, but you are uh, being suspended for discipline. So no Michael Thomas. That's big. I mean, we've seen the offense struggle at times. I know they got 30 against the Packers and 35 against the Lions. Um, But this offense has been known to sputter. And I got to just say that the home field advantage usually is huge for the Saints, especially at night. You know, the Superdome's rocking. They didn't have that against the Bucs. And if, you know, Tom Brady doesn't throw a pick six, that's a close game. And then against the Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers went up and down the field. Um, And and folks, I think Justin Herbert's going to be able to move the football here. We saw them do it against the Bucs. Now, no Austin Eckler's a big loss, but as long as Keenan Allen's healthy, I think they'll be able to move the football. Kelly... Uh, The running back is pretty good. Justin Jackson, I expect to get at least 15 carries here. And remember, the Saints kind of beat up. They were down six starters against the Lions. We'll see how many are in for this one. That's not to say the Chargers aren't beat up. Uh, Three offensive linemen out. Always risky to bet on a rookie quarterback. Down three offensive linemen on the road. But I think Herbert could come in the back door here. I'll take the seven. Uh, Best bet, by the way, 30-18 and four ties. That's 62.5%. That is definitely profitable. 2-1 and one over the weekend. Hit on the Arizona Cardinals. That was easy money. And Pittsburgh had a minor sweat for that one. But thank you to Mr. Claypool for that. Uh, Washington was just a terrible read by me. They were um, frisky for a minute. And then the rain came and the quarterback injury. And they could do nothing. I mean, the offense in the second half was non-existent. Uh, a downright embarrassing performance from Washington, and um, I don't know that they're going to be playable going forward, but uh, best bet 30-18-4, and and we'll take the Chargers getting seven tonight. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.